the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Ring of Truth with our pastor and teacher, Dan Sexton, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Please join Pastor Dan as he teaches through God's Word. The Bible does warn us about the dangers of riches. Not not riches, but the danger of riches. In 1 Timothy 6.10, it says, The love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. The love of money, not money, but the love of money, is a root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness. The town of Tyre was destroyed due to their pride in riches. Today, Pastor Dan shares of the dangers that can come from money. Not the money itself, but the love of wealth. The love of wealth can bring greed and corruption. This is a good reminder for you. Money is not inherently wrong, but your mindset regarding that money can be evil. You cannot serve two masters, so place your love in the Lord who brings the riches. Use the wealth the Lord has blessed you with to help others so that you can be a blessing to others in turn. And now open your Bibles to the book of Isaiah chapter 24 as we join Pastor Dan for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Chapter 23 of Isaiah, verse 2. Be still, you inhabitants of the coastland, you merchants of Sidon. Sidon was 20 miles north of Tyre. The cities are often spoken of together, Tyre and Sidon, just like they say Baltimore, Washington. Uh, You had Tyre and Sidon together, two major cities in the Phoenician Empire. Be still, you inhabitants of the coastland, you merchants of Sidon, whom those who cross the sea have filled, verse 3, and on great waters the grain of Shihor, the harvest of the river, speaking of the Nile River down in Egypt, is her revenue, and she is a marketplace for the world, a marketplace for the nations. Egypt sold their grain almost exclusively through the port city of Tyre. It was, it was the marketplace for the ancient world, Egypt's economy very much was tied to the economy of the city of Tyre. Be ashamed, O Sidon, for the sea has spoken, the strength of the sea, saying, I do not labor, nor bring forth children, nor do I rear young men, nor bring up virgins. When the report reaches Egypt, they also will be in agony at the report of Tyre. Egypt's economy was tied to the city of Tyre. And so when the city of Tyre was destroyed, Egypt's economy collapsed. And many nations around the world, their economy was tied to the port city of Tyre and the commerce of Tyre 
And so when Tyre falls, it has a global impact economically. Uh, Much like when the stock market crashes here, it doesn't only hurt the economy of the United States, it affects the world economy because so many nations' economies are tied to our economy. That's exactly what happened with Tyre. Uh, Verse 6, cross over to Tarshish. Wail, you inhabitants of the coastland. Is this your joyous city, whose antiquity is from ancient days, whose feet carried her far off to dwell? Uh, As I said earlier, the city of Tyre was established in 3000 B.C. You know, it's 2300 years old uh, at the time of Isaiah. uh, And the people of Tyre prided themselves on how old their city was and how long it had been a powerful city, a dominant city on the Mediterranean Sea. They they were proud of that. They were proud of their long history as sea merchants. In the end of verse 7, if you look again at that verse, it says, "...whose feet carried her far off to dwell." The city of Tyre established colony cities around the Mediterranean world. Uh, One, for, for example, the city of Carthage was a colony of Tyre. Uh, In verse 8, in verse 8, Isaiah asks, Who has brought this judgment against Tyre? Who has taken this counsel against Tyre? The crowning city. What does that mean? The crowning city. Uh, Tyre was called the crowning city because they had achieved such economic dominance in the world that they could actually influence who would lead other nations. They could influence other nations economically, put pressure on other nations economically, and get them to dispose a king and raise up another king and put a king in place that they, they preferred. Uh, they, they had that kind of influence and that kind of power. Uh, they, they were kingmakers. They were a crowning city whose merchants are princes, whose traders are the honorable of the earth. You know, their merchants and traders are renowned in all of the earth. And so here Isaiah in verse 8 asks the question, you know, who has brought this judgment against Tyre? And then in verse 9, he answers his own question. The Lord, Yahweh, the Lord of hosts, has purposed it. The Lord has done this. This is the Lord's doing. Why did he do this to Tyre? tells us in verse 9 to dishonor the pride of all glory to bring into contempt all the honorable of the earth verse 9 tells us the reason listen to this listen to what the lord says through the prophet ezekiel of tyre the lord says in ezekiel 28 5 speaking of tyre your wisdom has made you rich and your riches have made you proud. Not interesting. Their wisdom has made them rich, and their riches have made them proud. They were proud because of their riches. You know, the Bible does not um, does not condemn wealth. It doesn't condemn having riches. Uh, and there are many people in the Bible that are wealthy. Abraham, for example, had tremendous wealth a very godly man, the father of faith, and he was very rich at the same time. But the Bible does warn us about the dangers of riches. Not not riches, but the danger 
of riches. In 1 Timothy 6.10, it says the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. The love of money, not money, but the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness. The love of money, the pursuit of wealth can cause us to stray from the faith, to go astray in pursuit of our greediness, in pursuit of greater riches. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, it says, Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, not to be proud, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. We're not to be proud about the money that we've made or the wealth that we've acquired. And we're to be careful to not trust in uncertain riches because riches are uncertain, aren't they? They they have a tendency to disappear on us and just vanish. You know, the stock market goes way up and then it starts to go down. And you just see it disappear. And it talks about in Proverbs how riches have wings like a bird and, how, and they can just fly away from us. And so there's a lot of warnings in the Bible about the danger of riches. Jesus even in the Gospels, in the parable of the sower who sowed the seeds on the four different kinds of soil. Remember, he sowed the seeds among the thorn bushes. And in the interpretation, he explained that the thorns are the cares of the world. And he also said, in the deceitfulness of riches. That we can be deceived by riches and it can choke out the word of God, Jesus said, so that we are unfruitful for the kingdom of God. And so we need to be careful when it comes to riches. We need to be careful not to become prideful when we have money or when we gain money or riches in some way. And here the city of Tyre, their riches made them proud. It made them haughty. And that's why the Lord is bringing this judgment down upon them to humble them. Look at verse 10. Overflow through your land like the river, O daughter of Tarshish. There is no more strength in Tyre. He stretched out his hand over the sea. He shook the kingdoms. All, all the nations feel the impact of the fall of Tyre. Uh, you know, much like 9-11 uh, impacted the whole world in a way. You know, many nations felt uh, the shaking of 9-11 that's what happens to the kingdoms of the world when Tyre fell. Uh, verse 11, the Lord has given a commandment against Canaan to destroy its strongholds. And he said, you will rejoice no more. O you oppressed virgin daughter of Sidon, arise, cross over to Cyprus. There also you will have no rest. There's no escaping to Cyprus. Verse 13, behold, the land of the Chaldeans, that's Babylon, this people which was not. Assyria found it for wild beasts of the desert. They set up its towers. They raised up its palaces and brought it to ruin. You know, Babylon is going to come against the city of Tyre under Nebuchadnezzar. Wail, you ships of Tarshish, for your strength is laid waste. Now it shall come to pass in that day that Tyre will be forgotten 70 years according to the days of one king. And at the end of 70 years, it will happen to Tyre, as in the song of the harlot. Take a harp, go about the city, you forgotten harlot. Make sweet melody, sing many songs, that you may be 
remembered. And it shall be at the end of 70 years that the Lord will deal with Tyre. She will return to her hire and commit fornication with all the kingdoms of the world on the face of the earth. And here talks about how after Tyre's destroyed, it's kind of forgotten as a city for 70 years. And it's going to take 70 years for Tyre to recover and to grow again in economic strength. And he compares Tyre to a harlot out in the streets singing her songs. That's how she would attract customers in the ancient world, by singing and playing music in the streets. And he describes Tyre as a harlot, meaning uh, Tyre is willing or was willing to do business with any and every nation that would pay her. Anybody that wanted to do business with Tyre, Tyre was, was willing to do business with them. And Tyre was just in it for the money. And he's saying here that after 70 years of ruin, Tyre goes right back to their old ways. They, they haven't learned their lesson from this judgment that came down upon them. But then look at verse 18. Her gain and her pay will be set apart for the Lord. It will not be treasured nor laid up, for her gain will be for those who dwell before the Lord to eat sufficiently and for fine clothing. This seems to be looking down to the kingdom age when Jesus Christ is reigning upon the earth, ruling over the earth. And at that time, the people of Tyre will bring their riches to the Lord in Jerusalem and give their riches to Uh, the servants of the Lord, to provide for their needs so that they may eat sufficiently and be dressed in fine clothing. And so here this chapter ends, it ends with hope. Even a city like Tyre, even the people of Tyre, will turn to the Lord and trust in the Lord one day. Now that brings us to chapter 24. And so we've gone through chapter 13, chapters 13 to 23, where we've had these burdens against these different nations, these nine nations. And now that brings us to chapter 24, where it describes the judgment that will come upon the entire earth. And so chapter 24 is looking down to the great tribulation period at the end of the age, when God will pour out his wrath on this rebellious world. And, and all of the messages of chapters 13 to 23, all of those judgments of all of those nations in those 10 chapters have prepared us to understand that the entire world will be judged one day by God. And this judgment is described in, in Revelation chapters 6 to 19. Before this tribulation begins, before God starts pouring out his wrath on this rebellious, sinful world, Before that happens, he's going to remove his church from the world and carry his church up to heaven to be with him because he hasn't appointed us to wrath. And so he's going to remove his church and and the church will not experience God's judgment here on earth. We'll be in heaven as that takes place. And so that's what he describes now, beginning in verse 1, this great judgment that will come upon all the earth Behold, the Lord, Yahweh, Jehovah, makes the earth empty and makes it waste. He distorts its surface and scatters abroad 
its inhabitants, describing his judgment of the whole earth. In Matthew 24, in the Olivet Discourse, Jesus said, speaking of the tribulation that will come upon the earth, he says, For then there will be great tribulation, such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. So this is going to be the worst tribulation to ever come upon the earth. And Jesus went on to say, And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. If he didn't cut the tribulation short, no one would survive it. And here in verse 1, again, he, he describes the earth as being empty, made a wasteland, the, the surface of the earth is going to be distorted. Uh, there's going to be earthquakes upon the earth that maybe are going to mar the surface of the earth. The people of the earth are going to be scattered abroad, uh, he says here. Now, the earth will not be, you know, literally emptied completely of all of its inhabitants. Uh, but according to the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 6 and then Revelation chapter 9, Listen, half of the world's population, half of the world's population will die in the Great Tribulation. In just seven years, half of the world's population will be killed. So we're talking about three billion people dying in a seven-year period. And so, by the end of the tribulation, when Jesus Christ comes back, it is going to seem like the world has been emptied of its population. You know, seven billion people on the earth, and half of them are going to be wiped out. So it will seem like the earth is emptied. Verse 2 says, And it shall be, as with the people, so with the priest. As with the servant, so with the master. As with the maid, so with her mistress. As with the buyer, so with the seller. As with the lender, so with the borrower. As with the creditor, so with the debtor. And, and the, the idea here is no one on the earth will escape the peril that will be upon the earth during the tribulation. It, does, it will not matter who you are. It's not going to matter how rich you are or how powerful you are. Uh, no one will escape the tribulation and the wrath of God that will come upon the earth. No one will be spared. You're not going to be able to buy your way out of it. Uh, you're not going to be able to use some political connections to get yourself out of it. Everyone will go that's on the earth at that time will experience the wrath of God during the tribulation period. Verse 3 says, The land shall be entirely emptied and utterly plundered, for the Lord has spoken this word. The earth mourns and fades away. Right? The earth fades away, but the word of the Lord stands forever. The world languishes and fades away. The haughty people of the earth languish. Verse 5 says, The earth is also defiled under its inhabitants because they have transgressed the laws. They've changed the ordinances and they've broken, they've broken the everlasting covenant. Verse 5 tells us why God is bringing this judgment upon the earth at the end of the age. He tells us in verse 5 
The reason for this judgment is because the earth is defiled under its inhabitants. Because the earth has been defiled by sin and rebellion. And verse 5 says that God is judging the earth, will judge the earth, because man has transgressed the laws of God. Uh, To transgress means to knowingly cross a line. You know the line's there. You know that's the line. And you cross it. So we're not talking about something that's an accident or a mistake. We're not talking about just falling short, but we were trying to live according to God's commands, but we fell short. Transgression is a deliberate act. It's knowingly crossing a line. You know, God has set boundaries for us. God has set a line for us, a line of right and wrong. And and he's saying here, mankind has knowingly crossed the boundaries that God has set. Mankind has transgressed God in his commands. In Romans chapter 1, verse 18, it says that man in his wickedness has suppressed the truth of God. The man knowingly rebels against God. Man knows what he's doing, and he has to suppress the truth that he knows that God has written on his heart and on his conscience. He has to suppress that truth, and he transgresses. He crosses a line, a line that God has set. And so God will judge the world because of the transgression of man. Look at verse 5 again. It says God will judge the world because mankind has changed ordinances of God. Man has changed what God has ordained. Man has changed what God has decreed. Man has redefined right and wrong. Man has called what God calls good, man has called it evil. And what God calls evil, man has called it good. Man has changed the ordinances of God. Uh, When it comes to morality, man has changed the ordinances of God. In recent time, marriage, gender, Man has just changed the ordinances of God. When it comes to marriage, you know, just 6,000 years of human history, man has just changed it and redefined what God has decreed, redefined gender, just redefining the ordinances of God. And and here in Isaiah 24, it's telling us this is why God's going to judge the earth. Uh, When it comes to sin, when it comes to forgiveness of sin, when it comes to salvation, me how I know and I say bring truer than the finest crystal we're so glad you joined us today for Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton if you missed any part of this message or would like to hear additional teachings from this series they're available to you for free at calvaryec.com while you're there be sure to subscribe to our podcast that way you will have access to each message as soon as it's made available online That website, again, is calvaryec.com. If you live in the Baltimore, Washington area, we'd love for you to worship with us this Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. Calvary Chapel is located in Columbia, Maryland, only minutes from Route 95, Route 29, or Route 100. For more information on what you can expect when you visit, go to calvaryec.com or give us a call. We can be reached at 410-491-4592. Again, that phone number is 410-491-4592. 
We look forward to you joining us as our guests. And please, take a moment to introduce yourself to Pastor Dan after the service and let him know you listen to Ring of Truth. With that, our time with you has come to an end today on Ring of Truth. Join Pastor Dan next time for more from this verse-by-verse, chapter-by-chapter study of the book of Isaiah, right here on Ring of Truth. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.